Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very rusty, well, rusty for me, uh, Daryl Griffin and Anthony English for the first English and Englishman show of 2020. Good afternoon, Anthony. I, this is amazing. This is just incredible. This is going to be wonderful. This is extraordinary. I'm glad that you have pulled me off my yacht in the Bahamas, having my laptop lifestyle to drag me back into the studio to join the ENA show for this year. I am very impressed with the tan you have, my friend. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the lighting. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I'm gonna put the timer on straight away because we're gonna try and keep this to 15 minutes going forward. We have to sport, uh, speak super quickly. 15 minutes is underway, friends. And today we're gonna to kind of touch on something that we kind of have discussed not previously on the show, but we discussed a few months ago. And you have this, um, what do we call it? The reward of business. We need to talk about the reward of being in business. And it's not just financial. Uh, yeah, well, for most of us, you know, not for profit. That's for most of our businesses, right? And not for profits. <laughs> <laughs> so we must be in it for something else. And we see this very, very much in sales, which is that we, and when people buy. Uh, I know people say people buy from emotion and they justify it later rationally. I don't believe that myself. You may, I don't. But I think it's really important to recognize that we are humans. We're not just wallets, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> not yeah. just in selling, but also in buying, not just in buying, but also in selling. And the reason that we're in business is for some of us, there's like, I mean, why would you put up with it? is that there is such an emotional drive and it's nothing to do with, Oh, I get to decide my own lifestyle and you know, and how I wake up in the morning, what time I get up. It's nothing to do with that. There's something else. What is it? I don't know. So it, it's got to scratch the fulfillment itch. You know? Yeah. It's interesting that whole question of fulfillment. People say, well, <clears throat> I want to make a difference. I want to make an impact. I just sort of think, I don't know anybody who doesn't want to make an impact. <laughs> yeah. It's how you do it. And, um, and I want to make a difference. Or people say I'm problem solvers. Like I saw that on a LinkedIn profile today. Problem solver. Well, at last, thank goodness, we finally found somebody who's, who's a problem solver. You know, Aren't we all problem solvers? So here's the problem is that why is it that we're in business? Is it for the emotional satisfaction? Is it for the community engagement? Is it for being able to talk to people? Is it from being able to avoid people? Oh, I don't have to go up <laughs> to the water cooler. I don't have to go out to coffee with my, with, with my colleagues anymore. Don't have to turn up to these politics, you know, these meetings of politics and everything. Well, this came, this came out from something that, so, so before we started recording, I was, I, I was sharing that I had come to a realization that I didn't want, you know, if I'm going to leave being employed yep. by somebody, I don't want to then become self-employed only to continue to serve people where our values are not aligned. Um, and I probably am not making a huge amount of sense, but, but for me as a human being, 
the yeah. emotional return on what I do is easily, if not far more important than the financial. And that's perhaps why I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. Okay. Well, and look, that's my point as well. I mean, for a lot of people, I see that emotional drive. You know, I meet people all the time. Look, ever since I was 12 years old or six years old, I was selling things. I was born for business or people are driven. I, I, I just cannot have my own boss. I've got to go out on my own and so on. And that's a really strong emotional driver. <clears throat> there are very good financial reasons if business is successful. Uh, there are very good financial reasons for running a business rather than investing in real estate or in stocks or shares or something like that. But um, for me, it was very interesting. I, I, like I never wanted to run a business. I never... I didn't have that emotional drive when I, when I left, I was very scared when I, when I left the, you know, full-time employment to become a contractor, which is almost like being a full-time employee anyway, without some of the benefits. Yeah. And, um, I was an extremely reluctant, you know, entrepreneur, but, but now I, so I suppose my journey has been quite different from many other people is basically I fell into it and had no other option. I love it. Um, and, and what is that driver? So that all I'm saying is that that emotional driver, w which has been kind of thrust upon me, it wasn't a choice that I made. I didn't, you know, have it from my mother's, you know, from, from, when I, from my mother's lap that I was, wow, I always want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So perhaps the whole, the whole the, the whole aversion to sale the word sales that people have and having to do sales for their business is actually an aversion they actually feel that that it's perhaps in some ways a detraction from their emotional reason for being in business in the first place. yeah yeah i think that's there's a lot to that is that people are after the you know the e-myth as um michael e gerber mentioned how good is that that i just had the prop just ready we didn't even plan that hey eh? i just had it ready the book yeah but the uh, the entrepreneurial myth but the other thing is what you say about about the sales thing is that we feel awkward we feel we feel even those who have done a lot of sales at a corporate level when they run their own business it's, they say, they tell me it's a very different thing when you are selling your own services. Mm. And so I think that I'm suspecting that what's behind here is this emotional connection in this highly disconnected world um, where we're all on our mobile phones and not talking to each other. Um, I think that that is probably one of the big drivers is, is, is there's a big emotional need to connect with the right people and and the whole sales thing is kind of putting up a barrier because i got to sell to you i got to pitch to you you know yeah. <laughs> yeah but i agree i agree uh, so 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 this 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 book touches on this kind of stuff you know what what why, why did you hold that up uh, okay so the e-myth only because uh the e-myth is that i'm going in i'm going to be my own boss i'm going to run i'm going to be an entrepreneur yeah. And basically he says, listen, that's not going to happen unless you put some systems in place, unless you do certain things, but, uh, but you've got to begin by working out what is your legacy. 
why are you doing this in the first place? Okay, you've got to start. What's the big driver here? Because when you're going to be, you know, when you're a grandparent, you're going to be looking back and telling your kids, look, I really rocked it. You know, the world is changing and, you know, mobile phones were introduced and the internet and everything. And, and here was what I did. And the grand, so you really got to declare your legacy, even if you never intend to sell your business. You, uh, it basically, yeah, that, that's the whole idea is working out what your real drivers are for yourself, for your clients, including financially and emotionally. So to use a recently coined phrase, I've used it a little bit, even though it's a bit, uh, um, you've got to kind of reverse engineer from this legacy position and say, okay, this is where I want to go and reverse engineer. When we, when we say, I mean, you know, we can talk about goal setting, but I mean, ultimately we don't know how long we're going to be here on this earth. Okay. And so each day in business and each day in life is, you know, it matters, but the whole idea here is like, yes, you can be planning to sell your business, but even if you don't, at some point you are going to exit your business. And so if you've got a bit of a roadmap, not just where you're running away from, we're in poverty, we've got to pay the bills, we've got to get the, pay the rent or the mortgage, mm-hmm. but where you're running to, then you've got a strategy. And then you can say, now I know where I am headed these clients are not a good fit. Even if our principles align and even if they've got money, they're not a good fit for me because this is where I'm headed. Mm. And this is where the business is headed. Am I going to build a team? Am I going to do it on my own? Am I going to build systems? Am I going to do it all manually? And so it's really getting a sense of why, you know, the big why. And then there's really four things that, we, that you want then. So you start with, okay, you can start with your big why, why am I doing this? You know, Simon Sinek thing. Yeah. But then you get, you can draw a circle here if you want. Okay. And I'll do this verbally because some of the people listening to the podcast, okay. So they know what a circle is, right? Yeah. You know what a circle is, Daryl? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the top of the circle, think of a compass. Okay. And so the top of the circle north is what? What is it that you're doing? Well, I'm a copywriter or I'm a bookkeeper. I'm a graphic designer. I'm a business coach, whatever. What? And then the bottom one, well, okay, the when. So when when do you really, okay, well, I need to get another two clients by this, by, by, by this date. This is how much I'm charging. This is how much, this is what the difference is that I'm going to make for them. Then on the right, so we've got north, south, east, and west. On east, you've got who? Who's going to do this? Is it just me? Have I got a team? Am I going to outsource? And then west on the left is, is how. Once you actually put that in place, it's really getting down into those emotional drivers. Why is this important? And that stops all of that scrambling where you're just sort of, what's the next? Tactic. What's the next? <laughs> well, hey, I heard Facebook is is a good. One. I heard that you know LinkedIn Live or YouTube videos are the are the way to go. You should have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Or maybe networking events or 
maybe I should head into this market. Wow, I've heard this is good. Maybe I should write a book on Amazon. That's really interesting because people are not having a dig up, but people, I make the comment that you know, people say, oh, you know, look at LinkedIn. This is the flavor of the month. And I say, well, you know, and I say, my response is, well, the circus is in town, you know? Yeah, correct. And the circus is going to leave town, you know? Yeah. You're going to follow the circus or you're going to stay in town, you know? It's- yeah, correct. And look, it's a, it's, a, it's a great way of expressing it because, you know, I mean, LinkedIn at the moment is the flavor of the month. Um, uh, you know, I've got my own opinion on why that is. Mm. Um, but, um, but one part of it, I think, is that it's such an old platform and such an old man's sort of platform that the, you know, the cool kids are just not coming on because it's just such an appalling user interface. So those of us who've got the discipline, (laughs) the patience to stick it out and, you know, not to be able to put bold in our posts and not to change the fonts and (laughs) and not to post more than one image in a post and and all the rest and not being able to search for our messages, we're kind of saying, you know, um, like people are going to come and people are going to go to LinkedIn, but like, we are here for the long term, not for LinkedIn, but we're here to serve people. If LinkedIn is the tool, then great for the moment. Okay. Okay. But that is that because we better understand that, you know, that, that we're understanding what these four, what, who, when, and hows? I mean, you know. Well, maybe we're understanding it, but I think it's a little bit more than just a playground, uh, LinkedIn. And I and anyway, the, to get back to the to the to the key point, which is why we're in business, and each of us may have different motives. I mean, for all of us, it's pretty much going to be first. I want to feed the family, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and but there's another another beast that needs to be fed, and it's not the algorithm. It's it's there's an emotional beast within within us, some recognition that we feel that we feel is just not recognized as a sense of loyalty or is just not being recognized in the workplace in the traditional workplace these days and I think that that's a really big part of it yeah, I think that's uh, on the whole and I've spoken about this in 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 some of my posts the that people just don't want to be commodities. Nobody wants to be a commodity. Yeah. Um, and I think people either suck it up because they have to, which is a real horrible position to be in. You know, I cannot afford not to be a commodity in this business, even though I see it exactly for what it is. I've got a mortgage to pay yeah. and, blah, 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 and I can't get out of it. That's a, that's a horrible trap to be in. And I, and I, so- so it's very interesting because um, just to just to come back within my coaching business, just lately I have noticed the women. Remember, I coach Rachel's, right? <laughs> um, and the women call Rachel. They're not all called Rachel, of course, but they they are coming to me after they have they've been burnt by that or they've rejected that outright. And they have moved away from charging by the hour and being treated like a commodity and 
putting their services up on Upwork and so on. And they've just said, look, there's got to be something more. And uh, that's the point that they come to me, which has just been wonderful because I'm able to jump into the emotional side really, really quickly because they've already been through it, you know? Yeah. We've unpacked some of this subject and, uh, and um, I'm sure we'll touch on it again. You know, both of us um, are very aware of the emotional return, I think, in what we do. Um, so there we are, first show of the year, my friend. There we are, we're all done. We didn't have a single joke, did we? And they say, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably, Very serious. you know, got to rub off some of the rust and then we'll get back to our, uh, I've been, well, in, I've been in a serious, I mean, I'm in a serious. You're a very grumpy old man. I'd say, was that your new resolution? Just, 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 just thinking about stuff. You know, it's not about being grumpy. All right. Okay. So it wasn't your new year's resolution. No. Cause I was just going to, I was just going to say, I've, really have to admire how well you kept your resolution. You know? <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs>